and welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is David Rowlands. I'm the head of content um, at B2B Marketing and Propolis, which is global community for B2B marketers. And I'm joined today by Brian McCready, who is uh, not only one of our members, but he's also head of marketing at Adelshaw Goddard. So Brian, welcome. How are you doing today? Hello, mate. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's been a few times now. It's lovely to see you again. Exactly. Yeah, we always bring you back. Um, we always know you've got some good insights to share and today is, is no different. But for the, you know, the uninitiated, those who haven't had the pleasure of meeting Brian McCready, you know, can you just tell us a bit about yourself, your background in B2B and, and your current role? Sure. So, um, yeah, I've uh, been in B2B marketing, I guess, over 25 years now. I've worked in a bunch of different industries, telecommunications, media, professional services, started my life back in the defence sector. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've done the circuit, I guess, and, and right now, um, loving my life at uh, Adelshaw Goddard. So we're an international law firm. We help uh, big businesses to succeed, uh, and we pride ourselves on delivering more imagination and more impact. So we, we work for just over half the FTSE 100 in the UK. We've got offices all over Europe in the Middle East and now in Asia as well. So yeah, it's lovely. Love it. Absolutely. And you know, I know that Adelshaw Goddard have won several awards over the years at the, at the B2B Marketing Awards. Most recently, it was uh, two gold awards for best demand or lead generation campaign, um, as well as best use of creative. So uh, first things first, how proud are you of those those wins and what's your sort of key to success, do you think? Yeah, that, that was a really good night winning those. Uh, you know, a number of my team were there that have busted a gut all, all year. Uh, and they'd never been to an award ceremony before and to see them pick up award honestly was genuinely a really touching moment and it was kind of nice because you know we won the goals for two different campaigns so it was a portfolio of work and I think it was the second year running that we'd won the gold for the most creative campaign so that was kind of really nice and it endorsed that we're, we're clearly doing something right so it, it, it was really lovely and it's really motivated the team and we're kind of raring to go for this year and, and we've got some other ideas um, if, if I had a look at the keys to success I, I guess there are a couple of things the usuals like have a really clear goal in mind when you're at the outset of, of trying to deliver a program M- make sure that your communications are truly emotive so they are memorable and noticeable and the like they've You've got to be distinctive from your rivals. That's an ageless truth of our profession. Uh, profession. That will never go away. And, and I guess one other one, which I know you, you wanted to pivot onto, which was everything's got to be based and rooted in client empathy. Mm. We communicate for them. They're the boss. Our clients has got to, to add value to them. And, and, and so everything's got to be rooted in, in their world, really. And I think that's the key to success. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's completely right. I, I think, though, you know, as marketers, sometimes you can fall into a trap of immediately going to, you know, what's the fun kind of cool idea? What's going to look good? What's going to appeal? And, you know, that's I'm not saying that's the wrong thing to do or anything, but I would, you know, I'd suggest that, you know, starting with the, the market research is probably a more sensible place to start, you know, really understanding who your customers are, really understanding what's happening in the market and then sort of going into, the, you know, the actual tactile, tactical approach that you're going to take. In your opinion, you know, what do you think the best way to gather that sort of information is, make sense of it and then kind of turn it into something more tangible? Yeah, so, I mean, those that know me or that work with me or have worked with me probably know that I I double down on creativity. I've probably built most of my career around trying to make communication more creative than anyone else. It's, it's, It's a bit of a passion of mine, but... Genuinely, I actually think that market research is is the the source code of any success I've ever had in 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 my career. 
I genuinely believe that for the simple reason that, that again, our B2B brands are here to service clients. And if, we, if we're not creating value for them, if we don't understand what they need and the pressure in their world, how can we possibly do what we've got to do? So understanding clients and customers has is, is got to be the starting point. And you know, I've done a lot of market research in my time. We have market research programs going on every single year, and that's probably been the case for over 20 years of my career. But I still genuinely wish I'd done more. And uh, would it be helpful just to go through the different range of things that that we look at, the different types of research that we employ? Would that be helpful? Yeah, I think so, because I I, I do think that, you know, we we always talk about customer data, you know, what are are customers clicking on, what are they downloading or whatever it is. But it feels like there's a wider market research piece that perhaps doesn't get quite as much attention. Is that something you you look to do? Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, (laughs) you'd be daft not to look at what are people reading on your website, what content are they engaging? with what events do they come to not come not go to I, I can't imagine for a moment there's a marketer out there that wouldn't want to sweat the data that we have access at, at, at our fingertips but what we are sometimes miss out on is the the qualitative stuff as well as the quantitative what we really want to know is what is driving client behaviors what is keeping them awake at night i want to know facts and information what our clients are thinking more than my rival firms know so i genuinely believe that that research is 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 by far actually the most important thing that any market marketer can do other than deliver results at the end of it all uh, you know but i think the research has got to be the starting point in fact if i think if 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 marketers aren't aren't majoring on and, and prioritizing research honestly i think they're making a massive mistake i think they're getting it wrong but i, I can just share some of the different types of research that, you know there's no revelations here this is ageless stuff but things that that we'll do um so we have in place a brand tracker where we just want to understand how many people out there are aware of us what do they think of us how many of them might consider us so we work with uh, a a body that that just gives us that kind of insight because you know as a business you want to know all of our Mm -hmm. clients in their businesses want to know and we do too (laughs) if there are gaps in our knowledge about what certain clients are thinking the best way is to ask them you know so we have you know my managing partner my firm talks to clients on a regular basis. We have an advisory panel of clients that come and guide us on some things where we can, you know, almost like a focus group where we can talk to them. One of my colleagues that runs our key account program, we have a client feedback program in other places. I've administered it. My colleague Sarah, she does it. uh, And I read that religiously. So we, uh, you know, and marketers can contribute and add questions to those surveys that we do. You know, if there are particular gaps in our knowledge, if there is a particular issue out there and we would like to understand what the client's thinking about it, again, just go and ask them. And so we'll commission market researchers to go out and poll 10, 20. We did one last year. It was over 100 people. I've got uh, a piece of research going on with about 30 or 30 businesses at the moment uh, where we're going to go and commission some market research. And then other just basic ones is just try and get some time with clients in their offices. If they're coming to your events, go say hello, ask them how's business, just get to know them. You know, our clients are wonderful human beings um, and our livelihoods are dependent upon what they think. So, you know, just go and have a really relaxed, non-salesy conversation just to be curious about their world, I find. And so doing a bit yourself, doing some with market research agencies, there's a stack of opportunities just to learn. And, and I think the first, honestly, the, the, the most important goal of starting point for any marketer, you've just got to be inquisitive about, about the client world. I, I'm, I'm doing a bit of pro bono at the moment for a charity where we're looking at doing a survey monkey of 50 or 100 influencers in, in, in this particular 
the geography where this charity is based, which is going to go and ask what people feel about them and, and are they aware of them and who else do they donate to, you know? So uh, yeah, research has got to be the starting point. Absolutely. And I mean, you've said that, you know, research is an absolutely critical part of your, your strategy and kind of always has been. Have you kind of fallen into a bit of a routine? You know, is it every January you kick off the year with market research or is it more of an ongoing thing throughout the year that, that never really ends? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of big milestone moments. Um, you know, we, we typically... <laughs> There's typically one major research project that we commit to uh, during the course of the year. Um, you know, I've got one that we've been working on it for a while. It actually goes into the field in the next few weeks where there's a particular client group. We just like to learn from them. We, our client listening program is an ongoing daily, weekly drip feed where it's somebody picking up the phone and just having a conversation, seeing how things going. I can't remember the last time I worked in a business that didn't have a client listening, client feedback program, but it's it's gold, you know, honestly, it's, it's a gold mine for, for those that haven't tried it yet. So yeah, there's, there, there's a mixture. And, and then of course, if there's a very particular campaign, we'll typically go off and then do, you know, that crops up in the year, we'll do a piece of research often at the start of it just to learn a little bit more about the market. Sure. And obviously that's the kind of outward facing research field like, you know, you're looking at your customers, you're looking at your markets and, and yeah. so on. Is there also a side of that where you're almost doing a bit of internal research, you know, having a look at what's performed well previously or, you know, speaking to the sales team, asking them what they're hearing. Does, does that come into your thinking at all? So uh, I say this with a smile on my face and hope I'm not going to get a kick in when I get back to the office. But, you know, I work in a law firm. I work with partners. They are rarely shy at sharing with you. They're ne- they're, they never talk about the law. They never talk about the legal projects they're working on because it's admissible in court. You know, it's, it's privileged. So we don't get to find out the juicy details, but we, they're pretty good at sharing with us the trends that they're seeing in the market. In, in fact, they're relentless with that. They can't not not share, but we love them for that. You know, they're, they're, we, we most of us meet with partners most days of the week and they're really great at telling us what's going on. So yeah, there's, there's all sorts. I mean, there's other, you know, there's desktop research that you can do. There's, you know, investor relations reports that you can look at and, and, and stuff. So, that, you know, there's a wealth of places. Uh, you just, as marketers, I find you just need to commit a percentage of your time either in bits during the year or in a chunk at the start of the year, whenever it is, just to go and actually just get on with it. Commit yeah. yourself to doing it. Absolutely. I mean, is there, I mean, just looking at your two campaigns that you won gold for yeah. at the last awards, is it possible to kind of share a, a, a bit of an overview about how you did the research and then how you actually turned that into the sort of more creative idea? Yeah, so one of them was entirely based upon thought leadership research. It was entirely based on that. We conducted a piece of research for our clients. So we we support a particular client group called General Counsel. They're the most senior lawyers in in law firms. We we sorry in in companies, and we wanted to understand to kind of add value to them because you know, these these are really cherished people to us. We wanted to add value by just understanding what is it that they do that people around them really value? And are there any lessons that we could learn from that and share with them? Mm. So we interviewed a whole number of CEOs, CFOs, chairpersons of large companies. What is it that the GCs do that you really value? So there was research baked into this from the outset and we revealed all manner of insights that we thought, crikey, this is this is going to be really helpful to our clients. We just wanted to share it with them. And one of the insights that we revealed from other board members is that every project, major strategic projects like ESG, for example, they are better and board members believe they're better when a senior lawyer in a company is involved with them from the outset because they've got different skills. They've got 
different views of risk. You know, they're super intelligent, can-do people, these GCs. Uh, and, and it was a, just a really beautiful finding that, that everything's better with a GC involved, right? And from that idea, so we wanted to do that piece of research just because we wanted to learn and we wanted to share it with our clients in the hope it was going to add value to them. But this finding was so beautiful, we thought, well, we've got to do something with this. So we thought, let's communicate it more passionately and, and more competently. And we worked with an agency uh, called Digital Radish and we turned it into some music. We wrote some songs inspired by the research, yeah. which might sound a, bit, a little bit wild, but there was a little twist, uh, which, which kind of really went down quite well. Um, we removed, we these songs sounded great when the GNC notes in the music were there. Mm. As soon as you removed the GNC notes, the whole song went to bits. The, the, the lyrics were meaningless and the song sounded terrible. Uh, so we wrote these songs or, or Digital Radish helped us with those. And we went into a recording studio, had three completely different artists from different backgrounds record it with us. And, and just recorded what happened when we took the GNC notes out and, and mayhem ensued. And it was just, it was kind of unapologetically and unashamedly fun, but it was just there to deliver a quite serious message that everything is better with a GC involved on these serious projects. And we, we felt really passionately about that piece of research. But back to your original question, research revealed something that we didn't know. And then that gave us the springboard, well, let's communicate about this. And that's where the more creative thing came. So it won the, it won the creative gold yeah. last year and and uh, it went down you know phenomenally well with the uh, with the clients that we shared it with we we you know we had hundreds and hundreds of senior in-house counsel engaged with that um led to all manner of meetings it was it was it was it was, it was great we were really proud and i hope they found some use from it from the research yeah I, i'm sure they did i mean just in terms of how you actually got that song out there what what was your approach to that on, on a more tactical level i'm pretty blessed with, with my firm honestly um you know we, we thrive on we have a we have three brand values. We, we, we intend or we're determined to promise to our community that we deliver premium quality at all times. And then we offer more imagination and more impact than anybody when it comes to services that we provide. And, and because of that, and it's a really can do bunch of partners that we work with, we just said to them, look, we're going to record this in a recording studio. Okay. That was it. <laughs> Literally, you know, we, okay. There, there was a little bit more than that. We yeah. said, look, we've got some objectives in mind and this is what we're going to do with it. And this is how we think it'll go down in the market. So there was a little bit more than that, but honestly, the sign off was in minutes. Um, and, and I think I'm quite fortunate that, you know, I, I work in that sort of culture. I hope I've done my bit to contribute to that. We've, we, we spend a lot of time working with our partners on the, the need to be distinct instinctive the need to evoke a response but it was um yeah it was it was it was, it was, it was a lot of fun it went, it went it went down really well we had some absolutely wonderful feedback from general counsel and, and that more than anything we were just delighted with really yeah I, I think that you you know the creative aspect of it is just so important because like you say i mean if it's not distinctive no one's going to pay attention to it no one's going to remember it and ultimately it's just kind of wasted money basically and and to your point earlier you know your your career is kind of centered around being being creative where do those ideas come from? Is it just, is it some, uh, some part of the back of your brain that you can't quite understand or is it a team effort? How, how do you come up with those ideas? So it's a blended approach we have. We, we work with some really talented agencies and they come up with a whole bunch of the ideas. I've got a really talented team. They come up with some ideas. I come up with a bunch of them. And yeah, some our partners are contribute to some things. We've got a we got a, a real estate thing going on at the moment where one of the ideas has come from the partner and it was genius. I'm like, let's run with it, go for it. So it's just be open to taking the ideas from anywhere. Um yeah, but I, I I've contributed a fair few. And I, I guess I don't think I was born a creative genius. I did a physics degree. I didn't know I was creative at all until it just came to me. But I, I 
if it helps others, I, I worked my ass off on it, um, on creativity skills. I, for years, I literally spent a dedicated time every single week for years and years and years studying how other people had delivered creative communications. I literally put years of effort into it, uh, to really study the art form. Uh, and it's helped, I think. Well, that sounds fascinating. So can you share some sort of top tips? If, I mean, I'm sure it's years and years of work. You can't give, a, yeah. you know, a creativity masterclass in, in a few minutes. But what do you think of the kind of the core tenets of it, if you like? So uh, the, the simplest way I could articulate it is, um, I guess there's two two things really at the heart of it for me, is one, you've got to communicate in a distinctive way from other people, otherwise what's the point? If you just, I, if you, you just wallpaper if you're the same as them. So I think there's that r- acceptance that you have to try something new. So that's, once, once you get past that and, you, and you're prepared to force yourself to do it, um, then uh, you, you're on the right path. I think simply creativity is just about finding a way of communicating about a topic in a way that's going to resonate with a fellow human being. I think that 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 is literally it. Whether you're going to try and make them laugh, uh, or you're going to try and say something in a poignant way, or you're just going to try and say something in a in a, in a more lyrical, memorable way. Um, you know, we we won a big award with you guys a couple of years ago where we brought poets in to talk about a topic. Um, I think that's. I think there's n- nothing more to it than that. You're just trying to communicate in a way that will make somebody feel something. That's 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 really it. That's all. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's just one of the core things about being a good marketer, right? It's just being that sort of creative yeah. hub. I, I think. The, the one- but it, it does. It, it does come back to. Uh, it's back to the research point. I, I, I don't believe you can be a really effective marketer if you aren't brimming with client empathy and client curiosity. I just don't believe you can. And if you have empathy with what clients are going through, what their worlds are like, you know, if, if you are driven to help them succeed, somehow drives you to think, I'm going to communicate in a way that's going to entertain these people or add value to them or give them pause for thought or provoke them in a way that, that's kind of helpful. Um, it, I think client empathy, honestly, is the source. I know we started there, but I think it is the source code of success. Yeah. I really do. Brian, I think that's a wonderful place to leave it. So thank you very much for coming in and uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, bye. Thanks, <laughs> bye.